cliffcentral.com Future CEOs on cliffcentral.com Welcome to Future CEOs. It's good to be with you today. Lou, why are you laughing? Right on time. I saw that. I said, hi, Gareth. It's good to be with you again. You're in uh, Future CEOs Red, I see. Always the case. And red is my favorite color. You look great in red. Thank you, babe. Um, it's good to be with you all today. We have another action-packed show uh, lined up. It's a bit of an interesting show today because I don't think we've ever covered this topic before. Mm-hmm. Which one? First half or second half? Uh, the first half, certainly. Yes. And, and what are we talking about, Libby? We're talking about blogging and can you make it a career or is it a job? And can you be the CEO of blogging industry? And is it the correct terminology to say, are you a blogger or not? Yeah, and we, we've got a, a very... Um uh, seasoned, I think, is that uh, you're smiling, Ben. So I'm, we'll go with seasoned. A seasoned. Yeah, that's good enough. <laughs> I can take that. <laughs> okay, good. We've got a, a seasoned. I, I think uh, we must let's call him a, a sports commentary uh, online but, media. Uh, you you just, just refer to your notes. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> just don't call me a doer, and you will never offend me. It'll be fine. Please what would you define yourself to do as your career, Ben? Actually, I'm not entirely sure. Blogging is how I got into sporting media, where I'm sitting right now in the Cliff Central Studios. So, I guess I could be a blogger. Um, I write. That's my. I think my one true talent. Okay. If someone had just come to me and say, "What's your talent?" I probably would say writing. So just qu- very quickly, let's just jump back. Introduce yourself to our future CEOs okay. community. They haven't heard your voice. If they, or if they, rather, if they haven't heard your voice, then they obviously don't listen to Gareth's show in the morning. Uh, but yeah, please, quick intro. Yeah, my name is Ben Kopinski. I'm 34 years old. I'm a Sagittarius. <laughs> and uh, I love sport. I absolutely love sport. Yeah, I do. used to have a very boring corporate job in marketing where I basically persuaded people to drink alcohol in copious <laughs> amounts. Oh, wow. But in a nice way, of course. <laughs> I didn't use those words. I use aspirational terms and things. <laughs> yeah. So that was a dead end for me. I wanted to write about sports. I made a sports blog. I worked in advertising to become a copywriter to make sure I can actually spell properly and use yeah. punctuation. Yeah. And then from there, social media guided me towards a bigger light. Whereas where I'm now, I create online content, basically, whether it's for just opinion pieces or whether it's for brands. I'm constantly working and creating content. That's all I ever do. So I'm a, I'm a sports content creator, to be totally accurate. Would you define it as a job or a career? Because there is a difference. And what I mean, does it pay your bills? Are you? Yeah. Does it? Is it sufficient? Tell us a little, little bit about. I, I have many jobs I have to do within my career. Yeah. So it's one of those things that you've got to constantly keep finding different ways of of generating income through what you do. Yeah. Like I am the CEO of my life of um, the Bounce of mm. yeah. That is me. But there's various ways you can make small increments of money. Um, you know, but it's everything from writing tweets that people are going to pay for all the way through to emceeing events. Um, this week, if you watch Supersport, I am the golfer in an ad for the the Sunshine Tour. So, you know, it's not about whoring yourself out. It's about playing to your strengths and finding what you really can do to monetize yourself within this. So, yes, I would say it is is a career. So when we say you're a blogger, you take offense, you you what? If you call me a journalist, I'll take offense (laughs) because that that is what I'm definitely not. Yeah, yeah, it's it's online content creation and and blogging is very much a part of that. Okay. Uh, Because I I, – I guess if someone called me a blogger, I think, are they, are they trying to insult me? Am I some, a, a teenager? Because that's what it feels like no, a little I, bit. I, I agree. Is it? I don't, yeah. See, that's why I don't go to dinner parties. So Ben, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, how have you got? Okay, okay. So take us through like the four phases. I mean, you said that you were uh, doing marketing for a corporate. So tell us your, the evolution to where you became bounce. 
Yeah, Chloe, I am a product of misspent youth. Um, we love that. I, I traveled and then I was DJing, banging house beats for like six years of my life, playing all kinds of crowds around the country. And then uh, because I understood um, sort of youth markets, like kind of stuff, I gravitated towards the start of marketing. And it was a really cool company. It was a really cushy job. If I stayed there, I'd probably be slightly fatter, but a lot richer and slightly know. more comfortable. Yeah. And I wouldn't have met you guys for a start. Oh, I definitely wouldn't be here. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, from there, I just uh, I just thought, you know what, I'm in my 20s still. I want to do something that really excites me. And I want to wake up every, every morning knowing that I can create something rather than having to meet certain people and be nice to certain people. I know. Like, I know this sounds horrible, but I don't have to be nice to too many people because I'm living in this world where I'm creating content yeah. obviously i gotta be nice to people who pay lots of money yeah. sure. and, and there's levels of course you yeah. know generally if you're rich you gotta do a lot of things around people yeah. but what i do here and i'll translate it you don't have to play the political game which no. is which is quite nice I, I well think. spotted guys see i at this stage of the day i ramble <laughs> <laughs> well, well let's talk about that very quickly so a lot of people might look at you and say oh but he's got all these different opportunities and connections where did it where did it all begin so you in this this content creation world that you were in, where did it actually start? You you sat down and you said, okay, here's the strategy that I'm going to employ, and this is how I'm going to now make money. Uh, and then that led you to now run the sports here at Cliff Central. Mm. Yeah, Gareth, I think director it, of sports, right? Yeah, I think it started out of curiosity, and also it started out of me just thinking I could be good at something that doesn't really exist. Like love I, okay. I, I love sport, I really do. But every time I would go look for information on it, it would be the same stock standard stuff. Yeah. And if it was something kind of alternative, it would be overseas-based. Sure. It wasn't really highlighting our sports. And sport in this country is like the greatest celebrity there is. It's the biggest market there is. People yeah. lose their minds over sport in this country because it's a religion. Mm. So I found a way of just making small things like writing weekend previews. Mm. And then from there, I developed a voice. And then from that developing a voice, you can then try different things. Mm. So – a part of me wanted to become a sports journalist, I think, back in the day, because those were when magazines were around. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, about six years ago, a long time I know, especially in online space, people mm. still bought magazines, and they mm. still had a big idea around that. Mm. Newspapers were still a massive deal, that mm. kind of stuff. Mm. So I, I even went as far as trying to be a presenter on Supersport. I thought, you know what, this could be me. Oh, really? really? Well, obviously, I was told to get off. <laughs> no, you know what? I was there one week when this one woman, she must have been having a terrible time. She said to me, you'll never work at Supersport. Oh, really? And I was like, I don't think I did that badly. Yeah. Because back then, well, I don't know if it's all the same now, but um, I managed to have an audition on Blitz. So mm. they give you a written test, mm. and then you've got to go do a bulletin. Mm. And the guy said, dude, your written test is like one of the best I've ever had. Oh, really? And then my bulletin, obviously it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible was to the point this woman was like, you'll never. <laughs> I mean, it was like I just kicked her in the face. Like, I don't know what it was. So, um, sorry, I'm, I'm losing train of thought here. But, yeah, it, no, was, no. A, it was about developing something different. And um, I, I really like that. And, and that was my only motivation. It I was really that, like that if people are doing things, um, it's like that's why I don't understand rap music that much nowadays. Mm. All the best rap music I think has been done because people were trying to create something. Sure. Now they're just looking to be lit and be in studio. Yeah. And that is good enough, but it's not because that music blends and it lasts for about 10 minutes. No, 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 you're very right. It's about back in the day, it was about commenting really on what was happening in society uh, to a large extent, breaking out from what the, the conventional norms are. And that's yeah. what I hear you saying as well. It, it was really building something that was kind of maybe there, sort of, but wasn't really something yet. So are you saying that? 
someone who is in a position now where they want to, uh, let's pick an industry, fashion, uh, for example, they want to be a fashion blogger um, or a fashion commentator. Uh, what do they have to do to be, I mean, you're saying they must be different. How do you be different in an industry or a world that seems pretty set? Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you look at most things, you think it's it's either been done or it's quite stagnant. And it's, every time it's hugely competitive because people don't want to be plumbers know, nowadays. Yeah. People don't want to be electricians or you know general laborers. They, they want these, these high-profile jobs. And not even that, Ben. I think, you know, why we do this show is because we're ultimately trying to create a solution in business mm. as business people. And we try to scratch that itch. So I think you trying to create something that's new and revolutionary and just so personal yet can be, be such a difference maker is exactly what future CEOs try to do. And that's basically the aim of the show. On top of Garrett's question, which you haven't answered yet, sorry. Yeah, I'm getting, yeah. Um, characteristics that make you successful at what you do. I mean, I, I know it's discipline for one because you don't have to walk into an office or deal with people, as you said. What makes has made you successful in this business? Well, I think to just to touch on Gareth's question a bit and then go into your one because it was a slightly better Sorry, question. Clearly, your questions are good. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's that yeah, you, you've got to feel like you can do something better. So yeah. to use fashion and you've got three pairs of jeans in your life and you're not too bothered about the kind of shirt you wear. Maybe fashion couldn't be your thing, but maybe yeah, you've got to believe that you can do something better because you actually love it. So, I mean, as much as I enjoy architecture, I wouldn't know how to build places. I don't really care about things. And that's not something I'm going to get into. Yeah. So, I think you've got to understand that work to, work to your strengths and your passions. Yeah. Find out what those are. Ask yeah. people. Yeah. Have a look through your life. I don't know. Ask your parents. Yeah. You, you will find something. Yeah. If you haven't got that, you haven't got a chance because it needs to be something you drive for every day. Yeah. And like you say, discipline. So, every single day, you need to be getting better at something. You can't just have a double at something one week and then, you know, have a pause on Thursday and then pick it up again next week sometimes. So like you say, discipline is huge. How do you better yourself in your writing? What do you do to better yourself in your writing? Um, read. That's the first thing. I mean, a lot of the stuff isn't rocket science. It really is. It's about application. So I knew I could write a bit. But there was a lot, you know, I waffled a lot, like I do in my still in my speaking. <laughs> but, you know, I kept reading people overseas who have been doing this for decades. And you pick up on certain things and you go, wow, look how that guy had an opinion and he brought it together in two paragraphs. You read a lot of things in mainstream media. There's no real opinion or anything. They're just going to relay facts to you. And it's a thousand words. And you're so bored, you don't get to the end of it. But mm. I, I read and I read and I read. Mm. And then I constantly kept trying different kinds of styles of writing. So it's a long piece or it's a small piece or it's using a video and then analyzing that. So it was just constantly experimenting because even to this day, and I've had my blog now for sure, late 2009. Oh, wow, yeah. Even to this day, I believe I can learn something from someone who's been doing it for maybe 10 minutes. Because you really can. That's the beauty of this of this this thing. Mm. So let, let's talk about then. Let's uh, this is future CEOs. We, let's move away from a little a little bit from the art of it, and let's move to the business case. Right. So when did you realize that it was actually going to be something that you could turn into an income, um, a revenue stream, or multiple revenue streams? I think in the beginning, I had no idea. My plan was to build an audience. Okay. So once I have an audience, maybe I have a say. Maybe I can go to someone. Um, like I said, there was various avenues to it. You know, people think like, oh, you got a website, you got banners, you must make money on advertising. Like, you don't really. And I can't justify huge expenditure from brands to go on there because people don't click banners. Mm. I, mean, I keep looking at myself. How many times a day do I click a banner because yep. I liked an advert? Yeah. Probably much zero. Mm. So I found a way of like every every corporate wants a place online. They all want a place to kind of attach a new audience. I have an act like a middleman to a new audience, right? Yep. So all I was is how can I be the best middleman here? Brands want to talk to consumers. Consumers want to buy stuff somewhere along the line, but they like my content. So that's mm-hmm. the middle ground. 
So create the best middle ground possible, which was the thing that you couldn't get away from every week. Mm. So with that in mind, I can then write about, uh, let's for instance say, I did a campaign for a, a shampoo and they want to do things around being sporty and outdoorsy. Awesome. So they want to talk to that audience. That yep. audience comes to me for that kind of information. Yeah. All I did was just tweak it around the fact that this is enabling that. Sometimes, you know, you, you never want to have complete and utter plugs. Sure. Mm. So, you know, like I've even done things for insurance companies. But the thing is, the whole piece was about the fact of insuring your golf clubs because if those get stolen, <laughs> the most horrible thing in the world. Yeah. Correct. So my entire article… And I relate to that. Yeah. Me. Yeah, of course. I'm gonna, I need to read that piece. My, my, my entire article was about how special golf clubs can become in your life. Not because it was a hard sell. It's because mm. these are the subtleties that people pick up on. And, and, you know, golfers relate to it. So that's kind of what I went for. And um, I realized that if I can create branded content… And it still creates content for my audience. That's great because I actually grew with certain brands. Certain brands wanted certain things for me. Great. Now I had better content. It also just it helps to see that brands care about you. Then your audience goes, well, this guy's not just like a one 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 blog per week kind of guy. But um, I just uh, I'm I'm thinking to myself the only time I would necessarily be interested if I was a, an advertiser, marketer, a brand would be if you have, have excuse me massive reach. Yes. Uh, did you have to justify? How did you justify it in, in the in the early days? Like in the early days, there are a lot of people who are who are lying a lot. You know, <laughs> this whole thing about buying followers and then just—I mean, I've always been hugely upfront because I—you have to be. You have I, to I just be. believe if you make a bad impression, someone absolutely just once. We've that, talked about that. Hey, exactly. Yeah. That one person can tell another person before you know. It, five people in the industry know that you're an absolute liar. Yeah, exactly. So I've been hugely transparent uh, from day one, and I've never ever tried to like sell myself as being something I'm not. Mm. So yeah, I mean that's been quite consistent but yes you have to say to the guy this is my following uh these are my average monthly hits um these are the sports that really resonate with my audience and if someone says well you know we're doing this show jumping events like no one cares about show jumping in my world yeah i know your daughter does um (laughs) but it's just you know you be very upfront so Mm. you've got to be very selective i could have maybe taken more work over the years but you really can't. Authentic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I actually wrote an article about um, this idea of buying followers and buying. Th- We've spoken about it on the and show. And really, what what you do, especially in your position, then you're a, you're you're a bridge, but you're a bridge because people trust you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you see a lot with brands who then do promoted posts on Facebook and that kind of stuff. And if you guys seen this week, but Facebook have basically said, well. Maybe our stuff's not completely accurate, mm. analytics-wise. And then ugh, it's just it's too much stuff in Facebook for me. Yeah. So, yeah, integrity is a, a big deal around that. And um, to know that you're offering something sincere, that's the, that's the only thing I have to sell, actually. There's lots of other places you can go throw things out there. But if I've had an audience for four or five years, whatever it may be, and people have always liked my take on something. Yeah, they the, want your opinion. That's what I can sell. In mm. your business, who's your biggest competitor? The world, Cliffy. Tell me more. Seriously, Tell the, us more. the world. What do you it, mean? It feels like a, yeah. You know what? You don't know how big the internet is because it's it's everything. I mean, just type in a, a word for something. Um, I don't know. Type in coffee mug. What's going to come up? Seventeen thousand things before yours. Yeah. So the, I think the biggest competition is just yesterday. Like I keep saying, how are you going to get better than yesterday? If you keep focusing on, oh my gosh, that website's so great. Or, oh my gosh, that guy's so funny. Or, oh my gosh, that guy's got. A thousand more followers on Twitter, then you're not really focusing. Yeah, anything. it's mm. so true. Because your audience actually doesn't care about that, but they care about the fact that if they are reading you something about you now, don't ever repeat that. Don't ever try to throw it out again. Be better. Mm. And it's it's this constant fight to be better, and I think but that's the big competition. That's difficult, though. I mean, to to always be improving is uh, how how far are you away from your your cap? 
your ceiling, do you think? I don't think there is a ceiling in what I do. Okay. Mm. Because, you know, I love what I do and the, there is no cap because there's different ways to do it going through sport because technology keeps changing. Up, until, up until now, I, I, I could have had photos of a golf tournament. Mm. Now, I mean, with Snapchat, not that I'm on it, but I mean, just to give an example, there's live video feeds you can throw out there. Sure. Um, access to stats, analysis of information that we mm. never knew before, mm. that's out there. Mm. Um, you know, access to players because players are understanding mm. they need to become a lot more accessible mm. because they need to be more marketable. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So, I mean, I look. Discovery in the leadership. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're exactly. You know, right. I, I look at stuff from a few years back that I was doing and then I thought, like, wow, that's really cool. And I look at now and I go, <laughs> <laughs> it's like trying to watch something in VHS. <laughs> Mixtapes. Tell us about your network. My network is obviously a big online thing, and it's something I was very conscious of from the start. So building like-minded people that were going to help you along the way. So you know you understand what they're going through, um, how they're monetizing stuff, how they're doing better things, and you're constantly spurring each other along. Are, are you? I mean, is, the, is, it a, is it a competition thing or is it a, a, a real, we're in this together, let's try and support each other? I think what it is, you look at the mainstream media and to get back to your point about competition, like people will say, well, obviously you're competing against them. Like, I don't really think I am competing against the mainstream. Like they've got staff and they've got things and they've got people telling them what to do. No one ever tells me what to do. Mm. The only thing that tells you what to do is my alarm clock because I literally mm. have to wake up in the morning. That's it. So, um, you know, the bigger my my world becomes, the better for everyone in it. So all of us online people, if it was if there's more money coming into it, it's because there's better things to put money into, which means that billboards, radio ads, mm. TV ads, all those kind of things, it's going to come from there eventually. So if you were to go home right now and read a blog similar to mine, you go, you know what? These sports blogs, they're really doing amazing, aren't they? This is, I mean, I'm going to start reading more of these. There's a much better chance you could now read me. Mm. Or stumble upon my work mm. Whereas if I sit there And I'm just I hate everyone I'm the best Screw you guys mm. It's all interlinked You've always got to Throw it out there And it's not about Energy or karma Or anything like that I think it's just common sense That as humans We have to be connected So where where is this industry Going in the next year Two years We can't say five years Because who knows What happens in five years Exactly Are, are you Are you hosting a, a 360 virtual reality Something What are you doing What, what are yeah, you doing it's, it's such a tough question Because if you Follow something And you've got some money um, There's great technology That can make you look amazing But I mean Again how viable is it Yeah if you think, you know what, I'm going to take on Sport24 because I'm going to invest in 10 writers, whatever it is. But it's like how viable is it? You might just be getting admin for yourself mm. and then you've got something who cares about. I think for me, what I really want to do is I just want to kind of do less of the primary hard work. Which is what? Which is writing all day. I mean, clearly, you know from being an actress that you want to get involved in production. That's kind of where we want to go yeah. in life. All the big actors, yeah. that's just what you do. If yeah. you had to spend only every single day acting, yeah. it's draining. Yeah. Money's not quite as good. So I want to kind of get away from that and just create a better platform where people kind of going through the process like me can get to. So maybe, you know, as I'm getting older and wiser and nicer, I would I would love to nurture people coming through that process. But, but again, it's difficult because there's no money in the beginning. You've yeah. really got to, you've really got to hustle your pants off in this industry because it's not like somewhere else where you can get a basic, I don't know, six to 10 grand a month. Like you've really got to work so hard for I this. Know. So for me, my, my future is just consolidating what I've got right now. But again, it's just finding people, finding ways to make people excited about sport. Mm. Like anything, whether you're selling onions, like, what, what, like what's the excitement behind it? Who's selling you the, like a better way of getting into something? 
you, you uh, I got, I got, my brain got stuck on selling onions. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sold. I'll definitely read all your work and just Please everything. Please do, yeah. tell everyone. <laughs> I will. I will. Um, yes. Go. And I, I just wanted to quickly ask because awesome. you, you use the word hustle, and I don't like the word hustle. I hate it too, but that's the reality I'm living in. So, what, what is Grind. the, what is the, the wrong way to hustle if you're just starting out? In this this world, this blogging online digital world, I think the wrong way to hustle is to think that you can't look further than your nose. A lot of people okay. hustle within the today, so it's like I must get money, I must do this, this, this. You always got to think where are you getting money for? Like mm. money's great because you got to have, you got bills and you got to work, and that's where the hustle comes in. Like I hustle with invoices and people paying you in this thirty day crap. Dude, yeah, yeah. No, no, you know no, no. it's ah, like anyone's got brutal. their own business goes through this, yeah. and it, but that's the thing that thickens your skin, and it's almost Dude, like a part of the process. This is terrible. Just like I just had a flashback of my life. Yeah, it is, and and, and this is a weekly thing for me. It's like yeah, there's nothing cool about it. I didn't actually think about it from that point, from your kind of world of business. You, you know have to that, deal with that every week. You know that kills creativity. Completely. It's like wow, I've just done three months of writing for you. Yeah. Now I'm waiting another month for kills you. Kills the dream. And kills the like, passion. I don't killer. want to write anymore because these decades aren't paying me. I know, honey. I know. But I think I, I think when it comes down to the hustle, and I, I, I agree, I don't like the word either. But it's essentially it's just taking the glamour out of things. And mm. I think that's the first thing you must also do. Just take the glamour. Don't think anything like you're doing is special. Mm. You got to work so hard every single day. And for me, it's like yes, you must hustle and run like a hamster in a, in a wheel. But you got to know that it's for something. Mm. It's not just to survive today. Because if you're just doing that, at some stage you're going to break down, and then you're screwed because you haven't got anything forward. You definitely haven't saved anything going forward. You must always look at those those years down the line. Is there uh, maybe one final question from me? We're running out of time here. It's been a good conversation. Love it. Um, is there a move that you just know will destroy all of your hard work? What would be a career-destroying move for you right now? Nice. I mean, within your industry. So let's not within go… My industry. Well, um, well, let's not talk about, you know, running down naked, naked down the beach or something. But, <laughs> But yeah. no way! That'll get me. That'll get me a lot more, a lot more audience. Yeah. Uh, um, but what would what would kill your career right now if you had to try and? Jeepers, that is that's tough. Um, I don't know. Like being offensive and just—it's such a difficult one. Like if I just stop working, maybe <laughs> that, that would kill it. Um, yes. Um, I mean, like if you if you were to be approached by Supersport, for example, would you go there, or would that kill your career? Would it would it prevent you from it reaching a height? Would it, it wouldn't kill my career. I think it would kill me inside. Okay, because then I'd be scripted, and yeah. then I, I, I would battle. Um, like the thing is, a career is basically you can still justify the just making money, but you can still say, well, I'm taking my career somewhere else. I'm making whatever at Supersport. Yeah, uh, to actually just kill it would be I don't know. Inflame black Twitter, or <laughs> I mean, it, like, like, love it. Like basically, I don't know. Make up lies about Gareth Cliff, or <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's one of those things that I just I would never think of because I'm always thinking audience. So I, I kind of like them. I like that. I, I'm always thinking audience. Very, very nice. Well, that's the only reason I'm actually I, I'm here, and people actually care is because mm. of the audience. Mm. So very you've nice. um, evaluated yourself and your work and your work ethic on the show, which has been so great. Uh, give those future CEOs just words of encouragement in your own words when you want to create something new and create something special and create something that you're truly passionate about. It's just to know that you're in it for the long haul. You can't just make something and miraculously someone's going to buy it or some, everything's going to happen. It's like when you get something, and I think it's like a CEO mindset you must have, 
is that it's never a short-term thing. What, what, what? Just give us real, real-life idea of what those periods are. So, what is the short-term? What is the long-term? What is? Uh, just give us some real ideas on on what we must expect from a time perspective. Well, I think your firstly, your initial idea is never finished. It's constantly a work in progress. I don't okay. think that's because I mean that's going to be. I mean, difficult to put a time frame on that. It depends mm. on what you're doing, but mm. sure. you're going to be in for that first year just understanding what the initial idea was, mm. and by the time you get to the end of that idea, you re- sorry end of that year, you're going to realize that maybe there's so much more to this. Yeah, you're, no idea. you're so far away from your departure point. Yeah, Gareth, I, I, there's no way I can put a time frame onto that. What, what I can tell you is that if you're really passionate about something and you know you're going to be into it, you've got to find every single day um, that's going to take you further on that. So it's a long, endless process unless you literally are selling something and you can create a website and sell it within a year because that's going to be your plan. Mm. That's cool, but no, that's a short-term thing. So you're in and out. But if you want to have the CEO mindset towards a, a company, a service, a product, or who you are, it's there's a reason why these CEOs work forever because mm. they're not finished what they started yet, and no money is going to stop them with that. I like that, and that's probably the best way to to close down this discussion. Is just you must be committed. There must be some it real, is. real commitment. Spot on. It's mm. it's commitment, and it's such a cliche. People go, "Oh, I'm going to be disciplined and be hardworking and committed." Yeah. You understand what commitment really is when you're involved in something you really love. Yeah, very nice. Where very do you nice. see yourself in the next five years? Not here. <laughs> <laughs> no, clearly, I. Um, Where do you want to be? You know what? This is my dream, and I know it sounds very idealistic. I want two dogs. I want to live in a place where they run around my house. My girlfriend and I have a lovely future around that, and I can mm-hmm. literally work from my computer in a house mm-hmm. that's separated from a city. Mm-hmm. And that involves doing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's kind of my goal. That's where I want to be. I don't want to have to arrive at a place at a certain time. I know. I want to know that I can do enough on my laptop on Wi-Fi. Mm. And that's my dream. Very nice. Last Very question? Nice. No, no. I think we, we've we actually run out of, a little bit out we of time We love the here. bounce. We love the bounce. I was going to say, what do you think of the show? And there we go. We, we love, love the bounce. bounce. We okay. love the bounce. Well, Thanks, guys. Ben, thank you for being here. Thank you for awesome. sharing your, your experiences with our future CEOs community. We really appreciate it. Great. Well, thanks so much for having me on, guys. All the best. Very flattered. All the best. All right. Up next, we're going to be talking about how we can improve our profit margins as small businesses. So, I mean, if there's anyone out there that is saying, oh, no, I don't want to improve my profit margin, well, then I would question <laughs> question your uh, business mind. But uh, are you prepared for this, Luby? Are you, have you been, are you ready to take some notes? Listen up, future CEOs. Listen up. Cliffcentral.com.